Francisco 49 is deep in the heart. Like Joe Montana in the corner, deep Clark. Garrison Hurst, Stiff Farm going 99. Don't get it twisted, one and all with prime time. John Taylor, Jerry Rice down the sideline. NDB, greatest owner of all time. Gruden, Walgren, Bill Belichick, where all students of Bill Walsh don't ever forget. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of the 49 at Faithful UK show. Tonight I'm joined by Naji Kara. Hello. Gareth Ellis. Hello. And Paul Hope. Hello, everyone. Right, guys, we are two games down in pre-season. Um, pre-season is normally a fairly boring time. You don't really get to get a good gauge of how your team's going to perform. However, I think this year, it's for me, it's been surprising. It's not surprising because of the main focus of um, the off-season, which is obviously the quarterbacks, um, but because of some of the other players that we've picked up uh, in the draft. And I'm I'm actually going to start and move away from the quarterbacks for now because that's going to be the bulk of the conversation tonight. I'm going to start off with Diomedor Lenore. He has mm-hmm. been absolutely excellent. And I think, to be honest, after two games, he's already done enough to secure that third cornerback slot. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think he's played amazing. Uh, the thing with the preseason, and I agree with you, I think maybe it's because we're doing a podcast and we're getting more involved in watching film and get it, you know, doing drafts online and all that. So we get a bit more involved with the player, but so, you know, we watch them more and preseason is great for that, isn't it? Um, but yeah, it's also a taken with, with a pinch of salt because what's the opposition, right? Is it yeah. a, cause I, I'm not even sure if the guy that's playing across him is going to make the team. Uh, that we're playing this that week or if it's uh, a number one number two number three you know so uh, yeah all that aside yeah he's been uh, he's been absolutely I mean I don't think you can be better right with a zero passer rating when when thrown his way yeah uh, definitely as for that on, on Twitter or Instagram I can't remember uh, so yeah I think but he showed it in camp didn't he I think he he had a bit of juice down him and uh, you know with that pig that cost us uh <laughs> Some some fines and some some that because you had contact or whatever. But yeah, uh, yeah no, it's it's good to see. Uh, it, it's better to see that than than the opposite way around uh, because terrible yeah. preseason. Yeah. Uh, definitely, yeah, definitely a position of need as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, especially for the future, right? Because we've we've signed everybody in our secondary back for one year, so. If we can hit on, you know, even just one of these these DBs, we can talk about Ufanga as well. Um, it's it's a win, right, for us. Well, what do you what do you think? Because I know Gareth, you you've had an eye for for Demo, uh, so yeah, I, I think like you, he's he's he stood out. He's he's had a couple of interceptions, or certainly one broke up a, a pass, uh, and 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 looked very good. Um, against the guys he's up against, as you've said, he's he's not coming up against the, uh, uh, you know, DeAndre Hopkins of the world, but he's he's playing as well as I think it could be expected, and hopefully it's going to be another uh, fifth round gem. Um, yeah. And yeah, things are things are looking good in the secondary. I think you probably want to talk about your new crush, Mr. Hafanga. Um, but let's uh, see if Paul's got anything to add. Well, just what um, Naji said there. Lenore did play against Mahomes and Hill in in the first game. And like you said, I was talking to a friend who was a, who was a Cowboys fan. And I was saying, if, if Hard Knocks was on the 49ers, 
Bernard's one of those feel-good stories, like you said, Nadji, came in at that highlight reel, which cost us a few days of practice. Um, Stinky Pete sort of that, didn't he? And like Lee said, (laughs) he's definitely locked down that third corner back roll, and he's just looking brilliant. Like you said, Nadji, we do the podcast, we watch the game pass, we call film, tape, whatever it is. But for me, he's been an absolute gem of a find in the fifth round. Can we draft most foul players in the fifth round? Because I think we do all right in that one, don't we, guys? <laughs> yeah, it seems to be a lucky round for us. Mm. Um, I just want to clarify, when I say a third cornerback role, I'm not talking about taking over from uh, K1 Williams, who's playing no. the nickel. I'm actually yeah. talking about subbing for either Mosley or Verrett um, when one of those need to come out. In fact, I'll, I'll be honest... From what I've seen so far of Lenore, I think he's probably going to be challenging mostly for that starting spot opposite Ferret. Because I've I've kind of I've only just seen those stats that Nadji talked about. I hadn't realised uh, yeah. he'd been that effective. Yeah. Um I, I was basing it off what I was seeing, and he just seemed to be able to stick with the receiver wherever he went. And and that's what got me, the fact that he was always there to make a play or to stop that reception so i'm doing it on the eye test rather than the stats so i think it was yesterday i saw lenore's stats of uh, zero passer rating against them so that, that that just goes to show that what i'm seeing is being translated into the stats so that that's definitely pleasing yeah no i, I do the same with, as you is if somebody passes the eye test then you look at stats and stats kind of either you know reinforce what you think or, or pull a damper on and maybe you you're not seeing exactly what what's happening, but yeah, no, he looks good. He looks fluid, and he, he's, he's he seems to always be in it, isn't he? He's he's never beat. Uh, contrary to somebody else, I think we need to talk about before we talk about Ufanga. Uh, I think in the other corner, we, we you know we picked Ambry Thomas, and I think I was a bit disappointed, not too much because I know rookie corners usually struggle, even first round pick. You know, if we look at last year, somebody like. Trevon Diggs and and all those high picks really really struggled. So I'm not surprised he's struggling, but he, he really doesn't look comfortable at all. Um, uh, on on the side over there, he, he got burnt a few times, uh, even one more time against the Chargers. Uh, do you guys have any concern? I I mean I'm taking pinch of salt concern, but any concern about his play? So so yeah. you hit the nail on the head there. I, I think he's been hit hit and miss. And if you had to put a percentage on it, I'd have said he's been 40% hit, 60% miss. Yeah. He has had some good players, but I think he's just had a little bit, few more bad players and been either caught out of position or just been blown away. I was just going to say, Lee, for a day three rookie cornerback, though, he's all right, isn't he? I mean, it doesn't help him that the other two are playing lights out. Um, yeah, I mean, his stat line's not great, but like you said, Lee, I think... None of us are experts, and I mean that as a compliment. And we watch, and we're getting better as time. And like you said, pass the eye test. Thomas, for me, still has that deer in the headlights look, though. But I'm not overly yeah. worried at the moment. So what about you, Gareth? I think, uh, uh, you know, Ambry Thomas opted out last year. So he looks he looks rusty. Okay. I don't think uh, the Omidor Lenore did. I think he played a, a full season. No, 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 Lenore no, no, opted out, as, out well. as well. Yeah. He, he oh, well, you know, well, he's 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 come back hot, and uh, Ambry Thomas looks looks rusty. I think it's difficult to to make a judgment on it. I think there's there's perhaps another player we we talk about who didn't play last year who potentially looks like they still need to knock off a bit of rust. So, 
uh, not panic stations yet, but I probably would be if Lenore wasn't playing as well as he was, because Thomas was being the higher draft pick, would be the guy you would expect to potentially pushing Mosley. And, you know, Mosley's got another injury again, so um, he could be needed. But I'm glad one of them has stepped up. Um, this is part of the draft, isn't it? You you pick a couple of players because you, you, you increase your chances of one of them um, surprising everybody. So, yeah, no, no panic on, on Thomas yet, but it's good to see Lenore uh, is there because, yeah, cornerback is definitely somewhere where we could be pretty thin uh, going into the season if one of those guys didn't step up. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, I wouldn't say I wouldn't go as bold as saying he's going to take the job away from from Mosley just yet. But I think if you put another great game this week, um, you know, the same kind of performance, and then you know, Mosley has had time where he's disappeared and looked completely, mm-hmm. completely dreadful. It wouldn't surprise me if 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 we see the demo a bit sooner than than people might expect, and you know, see him getting in a game and then. You know, doing exactly the same as he's done so far, and then keeping the starting job. So uh, it's definitely something to keep an eye on. And uh, I mean, I'm I'm going to look forward to it. It's good. It's a good battle. It's it's good to have competition because it just raises everybody. Um, so so that's good. And <laughs> also means maybe we'll finally get rid of Dante Johnson if if we have some good corners. <laughs> Although he's he's probably going to find a way to get signed somehow. Uh, you know. <laughs> Another thing that we do need is is we're going to face the Cardinals and they're going to line up with three, if not four receivers yeah, sometimes. Five, so, uh, you know, you may well be needed even with Mosley on the on the field. Very true. Very true. Uh, it's, it's a good transition to, to talk about Ufanga because I think he's, he's been absolutely amazing in yeah. a way that I wanted him to be. Uh, yeah. I, if people have listening to the podcast has said he had the potential to be somebody like some Polomalu I think is the uh, the blueprint here uh, and I'm not saying he's him because he's got a long way to go to be even close to what Troy Polomalu has done in his league but uh, it, you know that that blitz tackle in the backfield was kind of something that we could see on a regular basis um, that was an awesome play and as I said to, to you guys on the chat it's not something that we saw Jimmy Ward or, or Jack Whiskey Tart do in the last, you know, four years, and and you know, I I, I agree, it might be from Demeco Ryan's just changing the playbook, but I also think, you know, coaches are clever enough to call plays uh, according to the, you know, to the the players that they have available and their abilities. So I think if we have somebody like Kufanga that can do that, then yeah, it, it makes sense to call plays like this. Uh, I just don't think. That's what uh, Ward or Tata are able to do. Um, you know, it's not in their games. It's not they're not that kind of safety. But yeah, um, he's if he keeps doing stuff like this, he's definitely going to challenge Fred for uh, for my favorite player on the team. Um, and he's got a long way to go. Obviously, all pro number twenty one on the top one hundred is uh, is way ahead for now. But more play like this, and I don't know what you thought Lee about his play in general, but. I yeah. thought he was excellent T- to the point yeah. that I'd be very surprised if he doesn't start game one. Yeah, I would. Um, and I think what used to be a position of concern now looks like a position of strength because not only has Hufanga been playing really, really well, um, Tavon Wilson, he's had some really good games. Yeah, and now we've got Ha Ha Clinton Dix and yeah. the limited uh, snaps he took at the weekend, 
he played well as well. So yeah, you've yeah. got Clinton Dix, you've got Tavon Wilson, you've got Hafanga, you've got Ward, you've got Tart. We, we've suddenly gone from having two capable safeties to having five. And then we've also got uh, Tavarius Moore, who's on IR. They're six. We've got six potential really good safeties. Um, the reason I haven't uh, included Marcel Harris in that is because I don't particularly rate him as a safety. I think the move to linebacker might do him well because of his size. Um, but I think time well, will we do, tell on that. We do have Jared Maiden, the the guy we drafted. We did draft it? No, we we, and we signed him after the draft and, and drafted rookie last yeah. year. The guy from Alabama, which seemed to have had a good camp as well. And he's... He might struggle to make the team, but he, he seems to be sticking around uh, on the death chart, out strong at free safety anyway. Uh, so, yeah, it does, it's a good battle of safety this year. And as you said, definitely improve um, improve unit. So that's that's a good thing to see, um, especially, especially and, and we can talk about, I think what surprised me the most um, is how good our D-line has been. Uh, you know, if, if our safeties are good and the D-line are good, I think our defense is going to be very, very scary. And I know, Gareth, you, you're quite happy with how our D-line has been performing. Yeah, I, I, it was an area I thought may have concern. I think when we did a, when we did a pod uh, well over a month ago. But then since then, you know, D-Ford's come back. Hopefully we may see a bit of uh, uh, Bosa um, again. And the guys that are there have been, you know, pretty fearsome. They were all over the Chargers. Fair enough. They may be second and third choice offensive linemen, um, but yeah, they were they were making plays all over the place. Looked, uh, you know, organised and and looked pretty hungry. So, yeah, very pleased with that. Um, I'm I'm pleased that the areas on the on on the defence seemed that seemed to be of concern. The D line, the secondary, uh, all seemed to be looking pretty healthy coming out of camp. Um, I think just just to wrap up on the safety, there there is a job there because Tart's injured, and we're not really hearing anything about any timeline of him even coming back to practice. So you know, from now we're you're immediately looking at four, five, six weeks into the season before he may be coming back. So there's definitely a job there for somebody to to go out and win, uh, and I think it's the same on the on the D line as well. Uh, there's there's a lot of competition there, um, and I think we probably it's going to be a tough choice of of which guys, you know, perhaps two three guys are going to be cut. I'm not sure who's really stood out yet, but uh, it's not always a it's not always, always easy to pick out um, that when you're when you're watching the game at, at full speed. So any any other guys on the D line uh, caught your eye, Paul? Well, funnily, you, you should say that, Gareth. You said like mm-hmm. a month ago we were kind of concerned and the D-line has been lights out. Like you said, no Borsa, no Kinlaw, no Hampstead. And the pressure the different guys have brought, like I think the front 10, you think, oh, like you said, the moment odd man out, Daniels, I was looking earlier thinking I've heard his name mentioned about anyone who gets cut from our D-line is getting picked up going to get claimed straight away because, I mean, the Chargers came out afterwards and said, your D-line is impressive, it's nasty, and that's what we want. That sets the tone. It reminds me of 2019. You know, we were grinding defences down and offences down. And, I mean, for me, Arden Key has been looking quite good. Uh, What about you, Lee? Anyone else on the D-line that jumps off the page? 
Sorry to put you on the spot there. <laughs> <laughs> well, it might surprise you to know that I'm not surprised about how good our D-line is. It did surprise us when Gareth said it was an area of concern for him, and it surprised us uh, just a couple of minutes ago when Najee said he was surprised at how good we were. So the one thing I am surprised about is how many times we've used the word surprised and how many times we've used the word pleased. <laughs> so I'll be pleased when we stop saying surprised and pleased. It, it was just a concern about, you know, we didn't know, especially the, the last time we really spoke about it all together was, you know, we, we had no clue what Ford was our. Um, yeah. Obviously, yeah. since then, we know he's fully filmed practicing on Levin and just tweets looking like he's his old self and then Bosa we haven't seen you know and you know he's making his way back slowly uh, we don't know why Abukam is going to give us yeah he was good uh, with the Rams but who knows if he's going to be good with us and then we know DJ Jones Givens and Street and you know all these guys are a grinder and they're going to work hard but I think it's the way they've dominated those two games and and you know you say Gareth they played against the two and the three but that safety they got was against the the ones, you know, Pimkins is the is, was their starting right tackle. So, he, you know, that guy beat a NFL starting right tackle. So, um, it was just good to level the the pressure they were bringing, and and on every down as well. And it bodes well a for our D line, but also it looks like we're not going to miss a bit, you know, with um, oh, why do I always forget names when I need them? <laughs> Uh, with our new defensive coordinator, um, Nico Ryan's, yes, <laughs> God. Uh, so, so I think that's why the surprise come from. We knew we were going to be a dominant unit, but you know, it's it where on the scales of dominant are we going to be? Top fifteen or, or? You know, it's new guys. I think that was yeah. that was my concern. We weren't we weren't sure if we were going to see Ford at all. And we weren't sure if Bosa was going to be his, his old self. So suddenly it was like, well, you know, where's the where's the pass rush coming from? We know we know Armstead is not necessarily going to be a, a dominant player unless unless there's there's people of equal, if not better quality around him. Um, and we haven't seen the guys. But now now we have. Um, yeah, I can't wait to see them uh, manhandle a few offensive lines and uh, um uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing the get in the sack gif appear on the games. Uh, <laughs> nine minutes. Yeah. But yeah, surprised and pleased. Surprised and pleased. <laughs> yeah. Not a bad thing. So I, th- I think Nadji hit the nail on the head for me when you've just asked the question, who stood out f- for me on the D-line? To be honest, they didn't stand out. Not, not one individual player, I could say, stood out. But that's because they played as a unit. And yeah. I think it was the unit as a whole that stood out. I mean, we've all been talking about the D-line uh, for the past two weeks, and rightly so, they are dominant. And I think that's uh, in part because we've been so good at cornerback as well. We, we have been getting a lot of um, coverage right, which makes it easy for the D-line because it gives them more time. True, very true. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a symbiotic thing, isn't it? If you know, if if you got a good D line, it makes your DBs better, and if you got good DBs, it makes your D line better. So, it, you know, if they can feed off each other, then it's it's a good recipe. You're cooking with gas, as they say. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it's that. Has anybody got any any worry about a linebacker group? Because that's something I think we were like we were talking about being quite. Uh, 
quite depleted. And I know we signed Michael Kendricks, but straight to IR, unfortunately. Uh, so, um, I mean, obviously, you know, Fred and Dre are going to start. And then it's a lot It's a lot of spread and four wide receivers anyway. So you, you're only rocking two, really. Um, but are we confident going with Al-Shayir and Flanagan Fold is is good enough? Or to, to be honest, I would like to see us um, keep Hilliard on the fifty-three man roster. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say that because I think he's shown that he's been a really good uh, pickup, especially for an undrafted uh, free agent. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I was leading to. Right? He, he was kind of a kind of a bright spark on that on on that linebacker corp. He, he looked really really well and really good and. Kind of the same vibe as as Fred, uh, flying all over the place and making tackles. So I hope I hope he stays on and can learn and maybe start and, and be good as well. Didn't your new man crush Hufanga play linebacker sometimes in college, Najee? Didn't they use him at USC in that role sometimes? Yeah, I think it's it's not really it's not what they called linebacker. It's it's like a it's like an hybrid kind of thing when you just bring the, the strong safety down and it's it's box safeties, isn't it? It's just look at Polamaru. That's you know, you used to line up right next to the end sometimes and that's kind of the, the type of guy he was. But yeah, you can, to be fair, he might be able to 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 play linebacker if we needed. I um I think. He he looks big enough and strong enough and definitely fast enough to do it. So um we shall see. All right. Should we talk? Should we go talk, talk quarterback? Oh, <laughs> everybody's dying at the bits and listening to this. Oh, they're not talking about Trey Lance. I think, I think we've covered the D. So yeah, unless we want to talk about special teams, you should go to Waffles. <laughs> well, funny you should mention that. So I've got to say something about special teams. It that was some sort of job you did on Robbie Gold last uh, year, Naji. Because it it's continued into the off season. <laughs> <laughs> what yeah. on earth did you do to? You, you must have a voodoo doll that you're sticking pins in them all the time. Uh, I, I do not. I do not have voodoo dolls, but yeah, um, I will refrain to call silly, uh, silly ball prediction like this in the future. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's talk about the topic everybody wants us to talk about. The, the quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> so what what have you made of the quarterback so far Rosen I mean no you go Gareth Rosen got cut yeah so Rosen it's, it's subfields so do you think we're keeping a third quarterback mm, I don't know I, I think so I, I don't think we will this season I think the only reason we kept the third quarterback the last two seasons is because both of our backup quarterbacks were Fairly mediocre. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's possible. It always makes sense because what do you do if you you quarterback? Particularly, you know, Jimmy has it's part of Jimmy's history is he's got injured. Yeah. So fair enough, your quarterback's out. So who do you have on your um, on your bench? Because a, a, a quarterback particularly can come out of the game for like the you know concussion protocol or or what have you. So what do you do? Particularly with an offense as complex as Shanahan's. Yeah, I think I think it's difficult to not take free, especially with Jimmy's history. I think it would be it would be very dangerous to not have free. But uh, I don't know. Yeah, I think I think we'll keep Sotfell. Um I just can't see us 
going with our three, just just in case Jimmy gets hurt, or as you said, Gareth, is you know if anybody gets rocked for you know for a play or two, and you, you know I don't know, it's, it's I've rocking more quarterback on Sunday is not it's not a, a two quarterback. I mean, it's not a good idea. You get two injuries and then you have nobody to play there. That's, that's that has happened, especially in the COVID year. I mean, it's still you know it's still out there and yeah, who knows you know last minute. Fair test and you can't play. You need a third guy there just to to make sure we don't go through the Devon Broncos route and starting a you know practice squad wide receiver and quarterback for one game. So exactly. we'll see, we'll see. But it does. I think I know where you're coming from, Lee. I think because the battle is so tight everywhere else, and obviously we know Sudfell's not gonna it's not gonna play. That's not the plan. Uh, you might as well cut in, you know, maybe keep Daniels or Arden Key or whoever, you know, one extra D-line or one extra uh, wide receiver because we seem to have quite a bit as well. So I I see where you're coming from. I'm just not sure it's a good idea. Right. Not sure that's really what Lee meant when talking about the quarterback battle. So No, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think so. Uh, I was going to say, Gareth, I think everyone's surprised it took us, what, 20-odd minutes to mention the quarterback. And then when we mentioned quarterback, we didn't mention the names everyone wants us to mention. So <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's nice to be surprising. I hope everyone's pleased. <laughs> so what, what do we think about the performance of Jimmy, first of all? I, I thought it was very Jimmy. Um, it looked just exactly like he, he always does. Um just yeah, uh, no, nothing much more. Although that run for first down last like last last game was pretty impressive and pretty decisive. It feels like his ankle his ankle is definitely ill. His knee clearly doesn't bother him quite as much, maybe. Um, and it was a good run, a good slide. Um, but it was with intent as well. I think you know when he decided to move out the movement in the pocket was much much better and then when he decided to take the ball and run it was much more decisive than he has ever been so it was very good but then you know three four plays later he throws the typical jimmy pick where the ball is overthrown um it's catchable but it's it's a hard catch above the head and if if anybody complains about that i I think i've said it before but go and put some pads and a helmet on and try to catch something directly above your head it's it's very very difficult because the pads the pads impede your shoulder movement you can't it's very hard to clap your hands above your head um when you when you wear shoulder pads so so it's a difficult catch and it, the ball is not where it should have been um so it's, i mean it's just typical jimmy pick uh, we've seen them a million times uh, almost at this point um paul what what did you make of his one drive it, it took 16 play it was pretty it was a pretty good drive up to that point. Yeah, I mean, like you said, Nadji, he haven't really, he hasn't played much, has he? You know, he, no. he didn't look great against the Chargers. Ironically, he outrushed uh, Lance 10 yards to eight with that run you said. <laughs> and he's eight years in the league now. Jimmy's Jimmy, isn't he? He's, he's, yeah. He is what he is. Um, you know, like you said there, the interception, I don't think any of us were surprised. It happens on a weekly basis. He still has that tendency, doesn't he, with... Um, the toss the pass off his back foot and it just results in them saying, like you said there, it was high. You know, give your receivers a chance to catch the ball. It reminded me of the first game last season when he threw that high pass to Kittle and Kittle got poleaxed and was injured as a result. And you yeah. think I think personally Jimmy's gonna be the starter in week one. 
I think we're going to see Jimmy line up in week one. I think it's a closer competition than we could have imagined. Um, like you said, the good news is it looks like his ankle issues aside. doesn't look like the knee's bothering him. Um, let's face it, he's in a contract year, isn't he, Jimmy? He needs He's playing for his future. We know it's not with the 49ers because, you know, Trey Lance is going to get the keys at some point. But at the end of the day, I just want us to win. So I know the controversy is everyone's pushing for Trey Lance to start. And I think Kyle will start Jimmy week one. And I think when he's ready, he'll hand it over. What do you think, Lee? What, what's your take on Jimmy G? So pretty much the same as Najee. But I would add that um, I think he looks a lot more mobile now. He does, um, yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. I think he's definitely over his knee injury. It's not concerning mm-hmm. him uh, like it did last season, definitely. Um, but what I will say is he seems to have added some zip to his passes. Both him and Lance, the, the oh. velocity of those passes were ridiculous. Yeah, um, we'll talk about Lance in a second. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, right. I was expecting it from Lance, but when I saw Jimmy chucking them all that fast, yeah. I thought, yeah, he, he's definitely put something on to his throw. Um and you actually nicked the phrase I was going to use as well, because I was going to say, it's just Jimmy being Jimmy. Yeah. Oh, um, sorry, obviously, <laughs> obviously, he, he had that, um, his, his pass was a little bit too high, which is why uh, they got the interception. But again, I know we're going to get onto Lance. Lance did exactly the same thing. Yeah. His passes were high as well. I think it is Jimmy's job to lose. Um, overall, I think Jimmy looked better than what he did last season at the start of last season uh, in the Cardinals game. Um, that first quarter and a half he played against uh, the Jets, or he played the uh, first half, I thought he played really well there after, after his injury. Um, but yeah, I think he's looking better than what we've seen him play for a long time. So I think it's definitely encouraging the fact that we've got Jimmy healthy. He's looking more mobile. So he's not just going to look at passing the ball he, he's maybe he's going to do a run to uh, get that 10 yards or get over uh, the yardage marker to get us the first down and I think that's what has been missing out of Jimmy's game ever since he did his knee to be honest yeah. so I'm looking forward to watching it all play out um, but yeah I agree that um, the battle seems to be a lot closer than what I was imagining it was going to be, especially at the start of um, pre-season when Shanahan made the statement, Jimmy is our starting quarterback. He will be starting week one. And then this week, after the Chargers game, oh, yeah, I haven't decided who's going to be QB one yet. I know. It's very weird, uh, though. Yeah, I, I mean, is it, is it smoke and mirrors just to get the Lions to actually try and prepare for potentially a running quarterback? Maybe, maybe, maybe. What do you think, Gareth? Um, as you said, Jimmy, Jimmy's Jimmy. We, we said it last season. We needed to see. We've seen what Jimmy can do, and he needs to be better. And he had a very broken season with the injuries, so he he wasn't he wasn't any better. Um, and I I'd, I'd probably disagree with you there, Lee. I didn't. I haven't seen that Jimmy is any better. Uh, I know it was a preseason game, but he just seemed he seemed a bit sloppy, and he seemed sort of. He wasn't playing like a guy who's in a quarterback competition. He seemed to me playing like a guy who thinks, oh, I'm QB1, I'll just I'll go out there, I'll just run my series, um, and yeah, that's that's it. Um maybe I'm I'm being harsh on him there, but yeah, I think it's I think Jimmy will be the starter in week one, but I think his 
uh, gap between him and Lance is less than I uh, perhaps expected it to be, you know, back in June or July. Um, and that's more because I don't see that Jimmy's made much to separate him, whereas Lance is very clearly breathing down his neck and getting a lot better um, and getting that rust off. And yeah, he, he had a, um, a poor beginning to the game. But um, yeah, I guess we'll talk about Lance Lance in a moment. Um, but yeah, I think Jimmy will start. I think Jimmy's hopefully quite fortunate that it will be Detroit and Philadelphia up first. Um, those are must-win games. If we yeah. lose those games because of poor quarterback play, it's tough then that we've got Green Bay and um, Seattle. But, um, you know, where we are, Jimmy's got to go into that bye week at least with three wins, I think, to be to be holding on to his job. So do you want to move on to Lance now then, Gareth? Uh, can do, yeah. Um, my My boy. Uh, Trey, yeah, um, I, th- I think he's looking good. Um, a lot of people said, yeah, we had a, that poor start. But the thing about that is it didn't phase him. He didn't seem bothered. He let it go. Yeah, uh, had a tip ball interception. He let it go. It was one of five. He let it go. He then came on and sharpened up um, and looked really good. Um, he does the th- that thing that... Uh, um, I've always been critical of Jimmy for when Jimmy stares down his receiver, then releases the ball. Uh, we've seen it with Lance twice, the deep passes that he's done to Sherfield. Each time they've been deep to the right, um, you can see him on the, on the highlights plays. On each of those, Lance stares down the receiver to the left, switches his feet and releases the ball and it's gone down to the right. And the safety is lost in no man's land in the middle. Um, and he's doing that, not playing for a year. Um, and picking up a new offense it's just it's those little things where you to me you're just looking at this guy going yeah he he should be um, a top 10 NFL quarterback once he's got his feet underneath him Um, so I'm I'm very pleased with what we're seeing Um, can't wait to see him do another uh, preseason game I hope we do well enough in uh, the first couple of games the Detroit and, and Philadelphia games um, to maybe bring him in for a series when the game's won. That's my uh, that's my ideal, um, and That'd get him nice. and get him in quick. I know, uh, you know counting my uh, chickens before they they come in yet, but there we go. Um, yeah, I'm I'm v- still very pleased with with Trey Lance, and I think we're seeing the stuff that we saw uh, on on tape when we did the deep dives previous to the uh, uh, to the draft accuracy on the deep ball, uh, poise. He seems to, to sense the pressure and manoeuvre the pressure. He just seems to be very, uh, very good balance. He seems to always have his feet underneath him to get the ball away or, or tuck the ball in and run. Um, and yeah, there's Rusty. And yeah, he's going to make some mistakes. And yes, he's thrown a few dodgy passes. But he's a rookie quarterback who hasn't played in a year. So that's going to happen. Um, there we go. Who, who Who's going to add or argue? Paul. Oh, no, I'm, I'm excited. Gareth, like you said, he's your boy. You did the deep dive before the draft. Like you said, he's, he's shown, you know, his skill set. Uh, I'll say negatives. I'm not trying to pick fault. I'm just trying to give an objective view. For me, he still needs to identify the blitzes and the pass rush better. Um, we've touched upon his passes. Lee said rocket ball needs to take a bit off them sometimes. But like you said, Gareth, the game is slowing down for him. Like you said there, the highlight passes. 
the accuracy, the arm strength. Kyle said something um, midweek about he really wants Lance to win from the pocket first and he's deliberately not designed run plays for him because he doesn't want the league. And I like that. I like the fact that he's making Lance play from the pocket and he's not just, you know, like Lamar Jackson, first start, get the ball out and run. Um, and like you said, I do hope we're in a position where Jimmy can be taken out in the first two games and Trey can come in and show. So, you know, the pro football focus, he's got some great stats on there, hasn't he, Lee? I know that's more your domain than mine, so I'll lead you nicely down that path if you've had a look. So I won't go down the PFF route, but I will say that um, there's some stats that I've been made aware of today um, which I hadn't hadn't known about. And that is that Lance has actually outperformed Jimmy in the practices when in the red zone, red zone situation. Um, so Jimmy had uh, 24 attempts, 12 completions, 7 touchdowns, 1 interception for a 50% completion rate. And Lance had 18 attempts, 13 completions, 8 touchdowns, 1 interception for a 72.2% completion ratio. So in the red zone or in the red zone scenario, Lance was coming out on top by a by a big margin, um, which I was surprised about. As far as his play is concerned, I've seen some really good stuff. I've seen some really poor stuff as well. Mm-hmm. Um, holding on the ball too much, um, taking the sacks, some of his awareness is not quite there. Um, I think all this is going to come. I mean, he's only played two games in the last two years, so this will come. Um, but I just don't feel as though he's, he's at the stage where we should be looking to start him. No. I just don't think he's ready quite yet. And that's why I think it's Jimmy's job to lose. Um, I think the way the roster's built, we are built to compete. And why risk it? Why risk your future quarterback, if that's what he is indeed, for a quarterback who we know can win and has a winning record and a huge winning record at that? Yeah, I'd agree. yeah I, that's exactly what I was going to say. I... I think he looks like a rookie, um, and, and a rookie that hasn't played in, in you know eighteen months. Um, the good stuff is, I, and I think you know, Gareth, you, sh- you should know this because of the deep dive. I think, and, you know, you talked about it. That the highs are really high. You know, um, it, it looks good when it's good, but as you said, Lee, I think, uh, I think he's got the poor was was quite low for me. You know, the the fumble that he's that he managed to recover, and I think he should have had at least four or five pick in in these two games. Yeah, uh, drops and and just just purely because, as you said, Paul, he, put, he puts so much zip on on that ball. Sometimes it's just it's very hard to catch. It comes so hard. Um, you know the if you, if you look at the starts of his first game and you take that eighty yard touchdown away, it's um it's not pretty. It's four for fourteen for for forty yards. I think he's not ready, and I don't think the competition is is even. I, it looks like competition. There's competition, but I don't think there is. I think Jimmy will start, and I think Jimmy will start the whole season until he gets injured. If he does, um, I haven't seen enough um, that that tells me Trey can take us to a Super Bowl. I not yet. Um, the, I think if he can string together all the high plays and and the good plays, then and it, it becomes that kind of quarterback, then then absolutely. And then you add on top of that, as you said, Paul, all the special design that he's gonna get when he's 
finally comfortable in the pocket and winning from there, then then we'll have something special. But what I saw from now is is definitely a very young, very young talent that needs time to to adjust to the speed first. And as you said earlier, holding onto the ball way too much. He's made he's made our all line look way poorer than than they had been. Yeah. Um, and he, he got away with a couple of fumbles. He got away with a few picks that balls that should never be thrown. Um, that if he, if he does that on Sunday and it gets picked off, we, you know, in a review we would be saying what on earth was he thinking? Um, and people would thought, you know, we thought we talk, we'd talk about Nick Mullins or CJ Bedford. So, yeah, I I think the good, I've seen good thing that tells me that I'm very hopeful and very excited for the future. The problem is. He's only going to get better by playing, and that's just going to happen at practice, and um, and you know next preseason and camps and all that. And I just don't think the two weeks there is from now. Or, you know, it, it, people say week three is going to start. That that's a month from now. I don't think I don't think so. Um, I haven't seen it because um, we don't want a quarterback that just has a flashy play, an 80-yard touchdown, but then throws five picks uh, and fumbles the ball twice. That, that doesn't win new games, unfortunately. And as you said, Lee, are you going to risk not, you know, being contention for the for the playoffs, especially in a division that we are, where dropping one game is going to be crucially bad for for anybody, uh, and not rock with Jimmy, who's 24 and and five or 24 and six with us? I think. I think it's a no-brainer um, at, at this point, anyway, uh, and I'd have to see a lot more from from trade for to do the switch. But that's my opinion from what I saw. But I'm not practice every day, so so I don't know. I, it, it might be a lot closer than it is. Um, but yeah, there is something to remember. I think when we're watching, uh, you know, the preseason games. I think before the first one, somebody had asked sort of Shanahan, what do you want to see out of this? And and Shanahan was saying, we, you know, we can do this stuff on practice, but it's kind of artificial. What we've got on the preseason is a, is something somewhere closer to, to, to a game. And what he wanted was was tape, stuff that he could then show to Lance. Here you go. Mm-hmm. We can go through this play by play by play. And I think one thing that we've seen is Shanahan said to him, I want you to sit in the pocket. If there was a criticism of his North Dakota play, it was as soon as there was sort of any pressure or a bit of a breakdown, he used to tuck the ball and take off. So I think Shanahan said to him, don't do that. I'm not going to learn anything by watching you scramble for three or four yards. in the pocket, and I'd rather you go and try to get it through that narrow window, that dangerous throw, that interceptable throw, because that is going to put more on tape of more value for us than watching you either throw the ball out of bounds or scramble for your four yards. So I think, uh, you know, you're seeing that. We haven't seen any designed runs. He's definitely keeping his powder dry. We're not seeing Lance with with Kittle, with with a lot of yeah. use check, with a, with a power running game, um, uh, with the play action to go off. So we are only seeing a bit of it. And I think it's quite artificial in what yeah. we see. And I think that's... That's certainly what I would be wanting from a head coach. It's like it's a wasted snap if I watch you scramble for three yards. I know you can do that. What I want to see you do is extend the play. What I want to see you do is get the ball in through a narrow window and learn because then I've got a snap to show you you were nearly intercepted there. You will learn from that. You'll learn nothing from scrambling three yards. So I think that's that's something that 
certainly what I've watched with it, it seems to me he's doing, he wouldn't attempt some of those passes perhaps in a game situation. Yeah, that, like you said, like you said, Gareth jumping in on there though, like you said before half time, that minute drive, you know, he responded, didn't he, to the adversity, like you said there, you know, that six play, 70 yard touchdown drive to, to Sanu, you know, a minute before half time, I think they did a two minute drill in like six, 50 seconds or something I've seen. And that's what we want to see in these preseason games. Yeah, no, no, I, I completely agree. And that's why I'm saying I think he's going to need a lot more experience and playtime. But as soon as the season is on, it, there's, there's not really time for that because you're focusing on winning Sundays. Um, and, and, you know, time's running out to, for him to to get many, you know, meaningful rep to, to win the game, to win the, the, the job. That's what I'm saying. I think... I don't think he's quite advanced enough to start. And then, you know, if if we were the Jaguars or the Texans, you know, or the Jet, and we didn't have a, a ready roster to go to the to the Super Bowl, I would say start him because it, it doesn't matter what record we finish with, um, and he'll get meaningful 17 game reps, and he'll definitely get better. A little bit like you know when Peter Manning started and he threw 30 pickets first season or whatever. So. It, the problem is we we can win now and we need to win now. We, we have the roster to win this season and the next three, four. So, you you know, it, it's the toss-up between the those two decisions that's, um, that I'm thinking about. But wow. I agree with you. I agree with you. He, he's been told, he's been taught whilst uh, playing this, this preseason game and, and Emmanuel looked pretty at all and he's probably better than he looks for 100%. Just, I still don't think he's good enough to start just yet. No, I, I, I'd agree, but just uh, perhaps a quick question you can all answer without thinking about it too much, that um, if Jimmy got injured in week three, would you be happy to see Lance start against the Seahawks? Because that's the sort of situation we could be in. We're, we're saying, OK, he's not ready to start, but... yeah. He could get injured, even if it's just a minor. Yeah, no, I, I, I mean, I would be very happy. I would be very excited because it could also be one of those NFL moments where, you, you know, when Cap started for, um, for for Alex Smith, we never looked back after that, didn't we? So it could be one of those moments. But uh, I, I think our chances of winning the game would go down a little bit. Um, if it was him starting week three rather than Jimmy. That's what I think. See, I think that scenario is com- a completely different um, scenario to what most people are thinking about. Most people think about starting Lance over Jimmy, whereas if Lance came in for an injured Jimmy, it's easy to take Lance back out as a backup without affecting any, without affecting his confidence or mm-hmm. without affecting the way people are looking at the whole situation because he's basically going in to do his job as a backup quarterback. So it's easy to bring him back out once Jimmy is fit. However, if they suddenly drop Jimmy in favour of Lance, that's when it oh, becomes it. difficult because you then can't pull Lance back out no. and yes. put Jimmy in. No, no, no. no because that, that sends be the wrong message. Yeah, yeah. If it, that's the that's the problem the Dolphin had last year, wasn't it? They, they wanted to start Tua, but they didn't want to get rid of Fitzpatrick and then you start rubbing people the wrong way if you take the wrong decision at the wrong time. I, th- I think you're right. If if we pull Jimmy uh, and decide to pay him $26 million to be a backup, which is crazy, um, then there's no there's no going back. And if Lance stinks and, you know, we, we end up 
I don't know two and four, two and five, and and our season's pretty much over, then it's it, it wouldn't it won't look good on the coaches. Um, and I, I don't think there is any pressure on you know John Lynch and Carl Shanahan, but the the record and since they've been here isn't stellar either. Uh, yes, we we had one good year, and yes, we have good reasons for having bad seasons, um, many injuries and and all that. But I, I think you know if, if they don't start turning good season after good season, um, the the ownership must start looking at their contract a different way. So I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't. I would, I'd just ride Jimmy all the way to the Super Bowl and and trade him for a second round next year. That's 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 the dream scenario. Yeah. 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 I'll sign up for that, Najee. Yeah. <laughs> winning the Super Bowl. May I winning the yes. Super Bowl. <laughs> uh, are, there, are there any other players on the offensive side of the ball? Yeah, so mm. what, let, let's go yeah. running back first because running back that this is where it's got me concerned. The reason it's got us concerned is at the moment we've we've obviously taken um Sermon and uh, Mitchell during the draft. We've got Hasty, we've got Goldman, who had a good season last year and could have been a 1,000-yard season for him if he'd started all 16 games rather than just 10. Obviously, he came in for Saquon Barkley once he was he was injured. Yeah. Um, we've also got Mostard and we've got Jeff Wilson, who's on IR. So we've got a load of backs there, and the concern I have is that Hasty doesn't make the roster. I I don't know. I think he looked better than Goldman uh, against the Charger. So, I and and with the tape he's put on last year, where he, he looked really really good before he broke his collarbone, I think I think his job is I won't I won't say secure because nothing is ever secure in the NFL, but I think I'd be surprised if Mitchell makes the, makes the roster rather than uh, than Hasty. Uh, I think I think we're gonna try and put Mitchell the same way we did with uh, Watkins Jr. and oh, oh no, he's he's injured, but. You know, the same we did with Jaron Jennings, and I think we're going to try and release him and sign him to the practice squad. Uh, and it'll be Mostert, Sermon, Goldman, and Hasty. We with the possibility to cut Goldman at some point to get Mitchell back in or, or Wilson when he comes back from injury. Um, but no, I don't. I don't think Hasty is in danger of getting cut. He looked really, really good on on Sunday. Interesting, you both say that. I I both agree that I thought Hasty looked better than Goldman. Yeah, did you, that's what, did you that's see what we're saying. Yeah, but did you see their figures? Gorman yeah. was within 4.8 yards of carry. Um, Hasty was down at like 3.7. Yeah, I've, I've, again, I think it's the eye test thing, isn't it? I think Hasty looks more like Mostert in terms of speed and decisiveness, which in, in our offense is is kind of key. Because we, we remember McKinnon last year when, when he was in hesitating and looking for the hole doesn't work in this offense. You have to just be full gas all the way, all the time, and then trust that the hole will be there on the cutback. Um, so, yeah, yeah, the, the, the stats might, might talk something different, but I don't know. I uh, I think Hasty looked better mm. in, in terms I, I of the eyes. I, I was very surprised to see the difference, the, the, the large difference in in that stat. Am I? It could be, you know, it could be just a couple of bad plays. Uh, you get tackled for a loss, and then your average just dropped drastically. So you lose six yards. So yeah. yeah. But yeah. Right. So what about wide receivers? Do, do we think Jalen Hurd's going to make the roster? 
Oh, I'm not. I'm not sure because he hasn't played, has he? So uh, and, make a, make a, <laughs> a preseason game, let alone the roster, do we? So yeah, I, I think because Sheffield and surprisingly Travis Benjamin has has been playing quite well, and on special team as well. Uh, I think it's going to be difficult for him. Um, Purely because, you know, <laughs> I think, especially after last year, availability is the best ability. Um, if you can't play, you're not gonna, you're not gonna be there. So um, I, I don't know. I have a bad, I have a bad feeling about that, which is a shame. But yeah. it's the, uh, it's the problem, isn't it? He needs a big game against the Raiders. Yeah. Because I Something, think he's, yeah. he's he's scrabbling around for that last wide receiver spot. Because I think Sherfield's in. I thought Joanne Jennings was excellent. Yes. Um, I think he's in. I think Sanu's probably in, which is yeah. a nice nice mix with some experience there. Um, so that's five. And then if you're looking at someone who does kick returns or whatever, it's going to be um, James or Simba. So Simba Webster, is it? Um, mm-hmm. So where where does Hurd fit in? And where does Benjamin fit in? It's good. It's good that you've got too many people rather for for too few roster spots rather than the other way around. Yeah, yeah, it's a good problem. I mean, I'm sure Lee's quite happy that River car crash <laughs> so, <laughs> left the roster. Um, I mean, he, he did put some performances in. He, he wasn't he, he wasn't a bad player. Um, no, he was. But I, yeah, I, I'd have struggled to justify keeping them over some of the other wide receivers we've got. Mm. Yeah, that's true. And J1 Jennings, I think he's looking excellent. Can't, can't wait to see him. Yeah, he's yeah, definitely making the team. Yeah, that's the, that's the, that's the problem with, for her, isn't it? It's just Jennings. Yeah. Uh, Jennings has looked pretty good. And he's uh, durable. Like yeah, yeah. And the same kind of... It's like a hybrid between Sanu and Debo. It's just, we've got pretty much every type of of, uh, of wide receiver you need. Uh, with Sherfield stretching the field, you know, we we talked about it, and it looks like a speedster that can that could turn the game on its head and on one play like he did. Um, but yeah, I think yeah, that'll be the six. I think Benjamin might have it because he's a returner. Yeah. As well. Um, so. We'll see. We'll see. Another week to go until uh, go down to fifty-three. So um, yeah. yeah, I think the problem for Hurd is we all wanted after that game against the Cowboys for preseason back, and he he, he exploded on the scene. We all thought we need him, and, and I agree with all of you. I think he's he's run out of chances, isn't he? And Richie yeah. James has underperformed for me, but like you said, Sherfield has definitely been a surprise. Yeah, yeah. He, he kind of he looks as always. He could be potentially a bit like uh, Marquis Goodman. Yeah. Yeah, that's the kind of role we need him to to do without the uh, I can't play kind of thing because I have problem. So, uh, yeah. Right, guys. Thank you very much. Um, that's thank cracking you. on for 55 minutes there. Um, so just one announcement before we sign off. So the proposed meetup on the 28th of uh, November is definitely going to go ahead. Um, that's going to be in Bristol. It's going to be a joint meetup with the, the UK Vikings group. Um, obviously, it's the 49 Vikings game that day. Um, I think that's a 25 past nine kickoff, if I recall correctly. I don't have the details of the venue yet. Um, that's still being worked on. 
but that date is actually set in stone now. That's when we're going to have our meetup, regardless of whether or not it is eventually with the UK Vikings. Um, the 49th faithful UK meetup will be the 28th of uh, November. So thanks once again to everyone that listened to the show. If you haven't done so already, please rate us on iTunes and remember to subscribe to ensure you have the latest podcast when they are released. Also check out our YouTube channel by searching for 49 Faithful UK. Until next time, stay safe and go Niners. Go Niners. Niners deep in the heart, like Joe Montana in the corner, deep heart. Garrison Hurst, stiff form going 99. Don't get it twisted, one and all with prime time. John Taylor, Jerry Rice down the sideline. NDB, greatest on the up all time. Groovy, Walgren, Bill Belichick were all students. If Bill Walsh, don't ever forget.